Ryan Mudd Show is on News Radio 610 WIOD. It's fantastic to see uh, the United States really stepping up and, and, uh, and showing uh, a, a lead, a, a real, real lead. What you did uh, with the, the travel so that people can travel to the U.S. Uh, with two jabs is also uh, fantastic. Look at that, Boris Johnson. He's uh, now liking now liking things. Now, a lot of that probably has to do with Biden having, you know, greased the, the wheel for uh, for the breads to undercut the, the French. But, hey, and nevertheless. So there you go. Joining us, talk about El Presidente and what's going on policy-wise. We have Paris Denard from the RNC joining us now. Paris, for, do you manage to stay awake during the president's U.N. address yesterday? I did, and I was disappointed by uh, President Biden's presentation uh, to the United Nations because he talked about things uh, in a way that, you know, fundamentally his rhetoric didn't match the reality of what was happening uh, on, a, on an international uh, scale. You know, he talked about human rights, but didn't talk about the fact that because of his feckless foreign policy that left 13 Americans dead and civilians and innocent children uh, killed in a drone attack under the hands of the Taliban now in Afghanistan, the people are suffering tremendous human rights abuses, and especially Christians and women. He didn't talk about that. Uh, he talked about COVID-19, but he failed to hold China accountable uh, for their res- being responsible for the spreading of this uh, pandemic across the country. Uh, he, he talked about everything but the reality of what's going on in America because of his own foreign policy in the presence of countries that had uh, leaders like France, uh, who uh, President Macron, who ordered the French ambassador to the U.S. to be brought home because he was so upset about the deal that Biden made with Australia. I mean, I, you just played the clip of Boris Johnson talking about President Biden, but that's after President Biden ignored him for 36 hours during the Afghanistan withdrawal. He refused to take his call. So, you know, if it's that, if it's uh, Cuba, how they didn't stand up for the rights and strongly for those people who were pleading for freedom in that country, uh, this administration uh, has no real foreign policy uh, agenda that is working, that is effective, and that is earning us the respect from our foreign leaders like we had under President Trump, and that speech just highlighted it. You know what's interesting? You, I mean, what you're saying is is actually what was articulated by the former French ambassador, the one that had been recalled. He said, you know, President Biden, he is a disappointment all over Europe. And when yeah. asked to elaborate about that, and I guess it would have been yesterday, yesterday, the day before, he said that he came over here and he patted a lot of people on the back, which he's good at doing, but then mm-hmm. there's no policy. There's just no right. policy. And he said he made a lot of promises to a lot of leaders, and then nothing happened, and nothing has still happened. And so, you know, kind of like, I remember um, during the you know, campaign, the RNC back in uh, 2012, you, you had mm-hmm. uh, Clint Eastwood in the, the empty chair, and that was supposed to be Obama. <laughs> I think the real empty chair, or at least the empty suit, it appears to be President Biden because he just says stuff. Sometimes it might make sense, sometimes it doesn't, but nothing actually gets accomplished. 
Yeah, it's 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 an empty suit. It's an empty chair. It's an empty Oval Office. It's an empty White House in terms of having effective foreign policy that works and that actually has uh, an agenda that works to benefit the American people. Remember, when it came down to the Keystone Pipeline, that was one of the first things that President Biden got rid of. But when it came time for Russia to have their own pipeline, he removed the sanctions and gave green light green and and and, and provided a green light for Russia to have the Nord to uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is a boom for Russia, not for America. You know, so the question becomes, your foreign policy is bad, number one. But then the real question is, why do you have policies that don't benefit the American people? Why are you not putting America first in your foreign policy agenda? It worked before, and it should work now. But it, but I think a lot of Democrats and independents uh, people in his own uh, cabinet are looking at him and uh, as someone who is disappointed and disappointing and, and surprised by just the the wide breadth of failures and crises on a foreign level, on an international level, not even focused on the domestic stuff, which is a whole separate conversation, but just from an international stage in just eight months, it has been a complete and utter failure. Well, to, to your point, there are a lot of ways we can illustrate them, those being the points on a myriad of issues. But uh, perhaps the fine point on it is when Chuck Todd says you have a credibility crisis, <laughs> I mean, what else is there to, to be said at that point? And mm-hmm. I want to ask you a little bit about policy. So we're coming up on a real tight and important window here in, in terms of if anything is going to be moving in this Congress. I know we're, we got all the debt ceiling stuff that's being debated, discussed right now. But pertaining to, like, the Greenish New Deal, the $3.5 trillion thing, along with the bipartisan deal that passed the Senate, sits in the House, that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tied to the $3.5 trillion Greenish New Deal thing. So she had promised, Speaker Pelosi had promised the moderates in the House that went along with the procedural vote to get this far, that on September 27th, if they had not voted on the Greenish New Deal, on they, they had not done the reconciliation thing, that they would hold a standalone vote on the Senate's bipartisan deal. So, A, what do you think is going to happen here? And B, if it gets down to that, you think she'll be good to her word? You know what? I think, uh, I think that the Biden-Harris agenda, policy agenda, legislative agenda on the Hill uh, is in uh, – a state of, of of confusion and uncertainty because you have uh, Democrats uh, that are threatening to not support pieces of legislation. Now you have uh, members of the Congressional Black Caucus who are upset about HBCU funding and are threatening not to support the infrastructure package. You have uh, people like uh, Senator uh, Manchin who is uh, holding the line on his position on a lot of the spending. And so I think if they think that uh, this is a done deal or things are going to happen or that Speaker Pelosi will be able to get all that she wants. I think they're mistaken because the American people's appetite for what the Democrats are pushing is, is, is decreasing and the poll numbers reflect that. And also outside of the polls, the members of Congress on both sides of the aisle are, are growing more and more um, weary of this administration's agenda and, and trying to put their names to something that is going to be wildly unpopular with the American people. So I think that ultimately Speaker Pelosi is going to have a big challenge, uh, especially in the Senate with um, Schumer and others, because this is not going to be a done deal. And I think his legislative agenda is, is in peril. 
Well, these next five days, probably the single most important in, in terms of that agenda. So we shall see. Paris Denard from the RNC at Paris Denard on Twitter. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Check in with Jim Ryan, ABC News, coming up next, along with Natalie and a trending story right here on the Brian Mudd Show. News Radio 610 WIOD.